In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Eat this scroll. This was the words of the Lord through the angel to Ezekiel. He commanded him to eat the book. The church is teaching us always we have two main food, if you can say, to eat in the church. First of all is the body and the blood of Christ. It's a source of life, and it's also a source of eternal life. It's what has the Lord mentioned in John chapter 6, verse 53 and 54. Then in the same chapter, verse 63 and 68, he was telling us that through the word of God, the word that I have spoken to you are life. And Peter told him where we can go, and you have the words of eternal life. So we have life and eternal life in the Eucharist, and life and eternal life in the written word. And today, all the readings was about feeding the hungry, but we are need, in need to be fed with the Word of God. So let me share with you first Ezekiel chapter 3. And here is the second type of food, how to eat the Word of God. Moreover, he said to me, it's verse 1 to 3, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll, and go speak to the house of Israel. What, what you are going to eat, is going to come out as a preaching, as a mission in your life. If you are watching the TV all the, the whole day, if you are watching YouTube or any social media, this is what are going to come out of your mouth with your family members, with your friends, and everywhere. So now he is telling and commanding us, eat this book, because you have to go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that scroll, and he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll I give you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. And now it's a question for me and you. When you read the word of God, when you listen to the readings today, did you see it or taste it as honey in sweetness? Or just your, your mind was, was wandering somewhere else? So the encouragement today, how to enjoy the fullness of the power of our food, which is the Word of God. As I said at the beginning, it's the Eucharist and the Word of God, and they are two essentials. They are not two options. So we have three readings today before we read the Gospel. The first one was from the Epistle of St. Paul to Timothy, the first Epistle. And let us put a, a very small title for it, True or False? If you read the Word of God, you read it and you get the true meaning of it, or you are skewing every meaning to suit what you are looking for. It was telling him at the beginning, we read today from chapter 6, from verse 3, if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing. So he's asking you, are you feeding yourself the food of the Word of God from a right source? It's either right or wrong, true or false. Are you keen to understand the meaning of the whole chapter, the whole epistle, or you are running for a word, or two words in a verse, and say, the Scripture says so? St. Jerome is teaching us that the ignorance of the Scripture is ignorance of Christ. It's not about simplicity at all. It's if you are ignorant of the Word of God, 
you are ignorant of Christ, even if you are in the church every day. So the first question in the opening epistle, if you are ready to eat your essential food, which is the word of God, of course, plus the Eucharist, he's telling me, try to find if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to the wholeness, wholesome word, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and not to, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, is proud knowing nothing. So the first test for me and you, find yourself, are you following the true teaching of the church or the false one? Then you'll find the, Pauline epistle, uh, the Catholic epistle, St. James chapter three again, telling us, if you are sure that now you are following the true teaching, and you are reaching even the true teaching, are you real or fake? He was telling us at the beginning of chapter three, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. It's not about, you know the truth, it's great, but you need to be real on what you have known. So I shared with you a few weeks ago how the church is telling us we are orthodox in teaching, and we are also praxis in behavior. If you know the right teaching, you should be a real Christian living the real life. Again, it's not by your own power or strength, it's through the grace of God. At the very end of the liturgy, we are uniting ourselves with the Son of God. We have the real body and real blood of Christ. Why? If I am united with the Son, I am able at the end of the liturgy to say, our Father, because I am one with Christ. How are you going to profess Jesus as Lord? It is through the Holy Spirit. So we'll find the Trinity working in my life every minute in the liturgy and even in the liturgy after liturgy. So the Saint Paul was telling us, are you following the true teaching or the false teaching? Saint James was telling us, if you follow the true teaching, you need to be real, not fake, not knowing and saying. That's why he was warning us many times. We are not only listening to the word, but we are doing it wholeheartedly. Then the book of Acts was asking us third question. The first one, do you have, are you following the true teaching or the false teaching? Second one, are you real or fake? The third one, are you in a mission or acquisition? What does it mean? St. Paul was preaching the true teaching. He was living a real life, not a fake life, and then he was accused. It tells us in verse uh, 13, Saying this fellow, St. Paul, persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. They look like religious people. Of course, you were religious leaders in the Jewish community. So now, what is your mission? If you know the truth, if you are living a real life, are you accusing others? Or are you having your own mission to spread the good news? Yesterday, the whole readings in the uh, in the liturgy was about life was manifested. The whole church, the whole apostle went to the whole world to tell them life is manifested. It's time to enjoy the new life that Christ is offering us. Again, it is the work of the Holy Spirit in me and in you. It's not about something you can do by your own. It's always the initiative coming from God by his grace, and then we respond positively and actively. At the very end, we heard the great miracle, the Lord was feeding the 5,000. 
Yes, the beginning of the, of the miracle again, verse 11, but when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. Why are you coming this morning to the church? Did you hear that Jesus is here by his real presence, body and blood, by the real presence of his word? We heard the gospel from a deacon or from a priest or a bishop, but in fact and in reality, we listened to Christ himself. St. Augustine is telling us whenever you are listening to the word of God, we are listening to the singing of Christ. And his prayer for us, reattune your ears to be able to receive your own personal song from the reading that we have read today, because we were listening to the singing of Christ in our ears. So whenever we are here, we heard that Christ is here and we are coming to learn from him, to be united with him. At the very end of the miracle, he was confirming to us in verse 17, so they all ate and were filled and 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. He's telling you again, you are not here to be fed only. You are here to be fed and to go out and to feed others. Let me remind you the three questions and I will end with a quote by origin. First of all, ask yourself, are you following the true teaching or a false teaching? If it's true, second question by St. James. He's asking us, are you real or fake? It's not about what you are saying, how I see this working in your life. St. Maximus, the confessor, is saying, theology without actions is a theology of demons. It's not about what you preach, it's about what you preach and how you live it. Third question from the book of Acts, he was telling us, are you in a mission or accusation? Are you accusing others or you have a mission because you have the real, the true teaching and you are real in your faith and belief. In the end, you will receive food from heaven to be able to be fully satisfied and give others as well. And here are the words of origin in his commentary on the Gospel of St. John, chapter 13. He was telling us something very interesting. I'm sure all of us heard many stories in the Bible, whether Old Testament or New Testament, but some of them are still stories. We heard many parables about the Lord, and we can contemplate about them, but he's telling us, be careful. If you'd like to see it in its fullness, to be a true teaching, to be able to live it, to be in a mission, you need to see Christ in each word. And here are the words of origin. He's saying, in truth, before Jesus, scripture was like water. He's connecting this with the miracle of converting water into wine. In truth, before Jesus, scripture was like water, but since Jesus, it has become for us, for us who, who accepted to see him in each verse in the Old Testament, in each part in the New Testament. For us has become the wine into which Jesus changed the water. Again, he's telling you, if you go home today and read any part in the Old Testament or even in the New Testament, can you see the conversion of the water into wine? Then you can taste it and enjoy its fullness. Just pray in the coming few minutes to enjoy the fullness of the true teaching, real life, to be in a mission, and to convert every verse from water into wine by his Holy Spirit.
Praise the glory of all. Let us God be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. Bless.